You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello, and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here, along with Cousins, Derek, and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Husker CuzCast, for all podcast updates and more. Uh, guys, it's the same old tune here. Uh, Nebraska loses to Michigan 34-3. to it's a game that was uh, actually, you know, a better game than what I thought. It was going to be. It was seventeen to three at halftime. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to be doing a Michigan recap tonight in Wisconsin. But uh, Tyler, what was what were your overall thoughts on this Michigan game? Guys, I, I, you know, Justin, you you mentioned it closer than you thought it was going to be. And I don't know if I agree or disagree, but what I will say is I felt that Michigan treated us like they would have treated an FCS opponent. They just, they they did not see, they played a vanilla offense. They really didn't seem to really put forth maximum effort and they handed it to us. Um, I don't know. It, it was kind of par for the course, I guess, at this point in the season, but. You think they laid up like. Took it easy on Nebraska? I, I will say they did not play a good game. J.J. McCarthy didn't look sharp. They had some of the worst clock management I've seen from a good team at the end of the first half. I mean, the only sign that they wanted to stick it to Nebraska was that last-second field goal to give them the over. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it, it no, I, I don't think they, they... They they were holding some stuff back for their big game in two weeks. Derek, what... what what were your uh, overall thoughts on the Michigan game? Oh, it was it was atrocious. It was a terrible game. The defense looked okay for a couple series, and then it was just I don't know. I, I shouldn't even say that. Their first series, they drove eighty yards for a touchdown. I de- de- defensively, I thought we played okay, but it wasn't good enough. Offensively, we couldn't do a damn thing. So Chubba Purdy gets the start in this game, and he does not look spectacular. We went 6 for 11 uh, for 56 yards. He had 39 yards rushing off of uh, five attempts, which that looked good uh, for over the first couple of series. But he goes down, and then we saw the guy that we all wanted to see start the game in Logan Smothers. And you know what? It didn't look good for him either. <laughs> so, Derek, what are your thoughts on the quarterback play here? It was terrible. I, once again, like we have no, outside of Casey Thompson, we have nothing, and it's become very apparent. Ch- Chubba Purdy played okay. I mean, he ran the ball okay. Logan Smothers threw the ball four for eight. I think it was. For 15 yards, I, I, it was terrible. Terrible. I, I don't think he had one attempt over 10 yards. I, 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 the, the staff clearly doesn't trust him. Uh, Chubba Purdy, I just can't do what they want him to do. So, I, I don't know. I, we don't have to worry about Chubba Purdy no more. I think he's out for the season. He's done for the season. He has a I high mean, ankle sprain. He's, and he's going to uh, have surgery later yep. this week. I mean, he's... Mickey Joseph didn't say he was out for the season, but you can kind of deduce that <laughs> after going in for surgery, unless he can heal. He's out for the season. Yeah. He's done. Uh, Tyler, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, I, I guess I have two thoughts. I thought Chubba Purdy played his best that he has played in the last three weeks. And I, I do feel bad that he is out for the season. Um, Logan's mother probably played his worst, but I, I still am impressed with Logan's mother's, his pocket presence. I think he is. I mean, he's, I feel like he's taken leaps and bounds of what we saw from him last year, but I guess leaving this game, I had the realization or a, a remembrance of when I, when I talked about the quarterback position going into the year, I said, man, you know, I don't know if uh, Casey Thompson will be as good as Adrian Martinez was, but our depth, our depth is really top notch. And 
God, was I wrong about that depth. We all were. We all were. I, I, I just, just, it wasn't just you, Tyler. Right? It, it is mind-boggling how bad our quarterbacks are outside of Casey Thompson. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Don't, I, and remember the narrative also is like, oh, Mario Verduzco, he's gone. Now we got Mark Whipple. He knows how to coach quarterbacks. God, can we bring Mario back? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I I think it would be different if, if Whipple had maybe more than a year with these guys. But this one year definitely did not help him at all. Well, th- then you go back into like, and again, I don't know the right way to think, but then you go back to reports when they talk about who got reps, when they got the reps, all that stuff. And you just wonder how much development was there on these backup quarterbacks uh, throughout the season. It's just, I, I just find it so hard to believe that Chubba Purdy, a, a guy with good, you know, football genes, four star athlete played a, you know, started a game at Florida state could be in the shape that he is in from like, Playing. I just I'm just baffled by it. especially when you heard reports that maybe he would start. I don't know. Maybe missing the spring was a bigger deal than we thought, but he just wow. We just yeah, that depth is something that we need to figure out. Well, I'm gonna keep it with the quarterbacks here for a second because uh we did see a walk-on enter the game against Michigan, and that's our guy from Hastings, Nebraska, our hometown, Jarrett Sinek. And he came in and handed the ball off awesomely. So what I think what is interesting about this is one that uh freshman walk-on makes the travel roster to go to Michigan, but he enters a game and he's beating out guys like you know uh, uh Heinrich Harburg, Richard Torres and Matt Masker. Matt Masker, he's been in the program for, what, four years now as a walk-on? And uh, Cynic, he's came into the program last year, and here he is. And he's got to uh, see the field against Michigan, which, you know, of course it wasn't under the best of circumstances. We are getting our asses kicked. But he maybe, saw the maybe, field. Maybe he should get the start next week. Well, you know what? Uh, Mickey Joseph was asked that question. If Casey Thompson can't go... Who is your backup behind Logan Smothers? And of course, it's Jarrett Sinek. And that's, I think that's cool for a uh, small town kid from Hastings, Nebraska, uh, a walk on story. I mean, but I guess that goes on to say, you know, talk about the development of the quarterbacks in that room, Derek. You know, uh, what's Mark Whipple done? I mean, when this guy, he's he's there. I mean, well, it, it's, it's puzzling, funny right? To me. It is because I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this, and so the the uh, perspective is is that Henrik Harburg does not fit the type of style that Mark Whipple wants to to do. But the the whole image of Henrik Harburg was he had a strong arm. He wasn't gonna be able to run the ball, but he had a strong arm. So you would have thought he would have fit under Mark Whipple's offense almost to a T. And somehow he doesn't fit his offense, and I'm. It's blowing me away that how how that's come to fruition. No idea. I, I I guess he's not getting the right mental reps in practice. Well, you, I don't. I I just to pony up. Like I mean, that was the mo, right? Like Logan was a little bit better runner than Harburg, and Harburg was a little bit better passer. You go back, thir- you know, sixteen months. That was the narrative, and now all of a sudden, he's nowhere to be. I mean. Again, not even behind him. I think we get that. The Richard Torres thing, I, I don't put much stock into. I mean... True freshman. Like, true freshman. Whatever. whatever. You know, I, I, I will it. say he has... His red shirt's not going to be, you know, hindered at this point. So maybe there's something there. But, yeah, I mean, I... Well, Mickey, Mickey did mention him in the in the uh, interview today. And he did say that possibly Torres had a chance to see the field. I mean... He just shrugged off at Harburg, so I... Yeah, that's the read I got. The read I got is, you know, if Casey Thompson does not go, the depth chart will be, one will be uh, Logan's mothers, then Jarrett, and then Masker, and then Torres. And then it, Lante Brown maybe would be fifth. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, at this point, I think they put Turner Corcoran in before they put Harburg. <laughs> like... 
I mean, I feel bad for Harburg. Like, what what a shit situation for that poor kid. And, and you know, I still Why I is it I a shit situation. That just sucks being that. I mean, he gets he gets recruited by Frost. Then Frost leaves, and all of a sudden he's just getting buried, hammered down. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't see it as a shit situation. I mean, he he damn sure had an opportunity to get in the field, but you know. He got beat up by Jarrett Sinek. I mean, the hey, opportunity you know to get on the field was there. You know what? Georgia just won a national championship with a walk-on quarterback. That's it. That's maybe, it. Maybe maybe this is the next guy. Uh, I'm going to talk about Alani Brown here real quick since you brought up his name. But he was uh, part of a an insane play where he tried to hurdle somebody and took a helmet to the nutsack. He flies up and he gets plastered and on the way down. Now I'm still laughing at it, but I think it's a it was what it was even more hilarious or just as hilarious is uh, RG three from the press box talking about that and all the jokes that he was making talking about Alani Brown. I mean that play was absolutely incredible. I. I think even on Twitter, I've probably seen it about 15, 20 times. It's just one of those, you can play on a loop every time and just giggle. Uh, Derek, what hey, did you think about that play? Think of all the jokes we could have had if we were still advertising Manscaped. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Man, I, I, I don't envy him. I had to hurt. I Wearing a cup or not, I had to hurt. There ain't no doubt about it. I don't want to take no helmet in that area. No. Uh-uh. Tyler, uh, during your star high school football games, do you ever take a helmet to the nutsack? No, not like that. <laughs> that wasn't even really nutsack. To, that was to be fair, to, to be fair, none of us white boys ever tried to hurdle anybody. No. Hell no. <laughs> Two feet on the ground. Damn right. <laughs> no, I mean, that, you know, do you, do you think we'll ever see Elante Brown try to hurdle a guy again? I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that was Alante Brown's words right there. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> hey, yeah, you're, that's why I wasn't talking today. They're waiting for him to drop back down. Oh, jeez. Uh, I don't know if this question is even relevant anymore, but uh, I, I have this written down, so I'm just going to ask it. Uh, this kind of goes on par with the quarterback switch that we had from Chubba Purdy to Logan Smothers. But Tyler, did you get the impression that Nebraska gave up offensively in any way in this game? Yes. I mean, we, we did not. I mean, one of our things, and I get that we don't have Casey Thompson, but attempting downfield threats and we just didn't do it. I mean, we, it, it was, yeah, no, I, I don't want to say we gave up, gave up's not the right word. I just, the lack of throwing the kitchen sink at an opponent. Like, we're going to do anything we can do to win. We're going to run trick plays. We're going to do... I mean, we didn't even run our bread and butter, which was trying to attack over the top. Um, Yeah, so, no. I, I, I don't know about giving up, but I just... They, they seem like they wanted to get in and out of that game. Yeah. Derek, was that your impression? I, I, I don't know. I... About giving up, I, I'm not going to get into that. How about bad? How about bad game plan? I, I, I will say this: I, I, I have some stats here that I'd like to throw out to you guys to put this game into perspective of how shitty of a game this was. Uh, for starters, Chubba Purdy was our leading rusher. I mean, there's that with what 39 yards rushing. Yeah. Um, there was uh, eight first downs by Nebraska. Eight. And one of them was given up by a penalty. And uh, just to throw out some narrative here, we had seven punts. We had the same amount of first downs by our offense that we did punts. That's pretty shitty. Tommy Hill was our leading all-purpose yardage guy with 51 yards. And they all came off kick returns. Nice. Special teams saves the day. We had... Double the yardage in punts that we did total offense. 302 yards in punts and 146 yards total offense. 
there's some stats for you, just to put this game in perspective of how shitty this offense was. Hey, you know who else had only 146 yards total offense in a game this weekend? Iowa, and they fucking won. <laughs> so bad example, huh? <laughs> yeah, but I bet they didn't have 302 yards in punting, and I bet they had a defensive touchdown or two. Oh. They got a good punter, too. I mean, it's just it's just so bad that both teams threw 10 for 20, 50% passing. I mean, they had 279 yards rushing to our 92. Like, it was pathetic. It was, it was a pathetic game. I'd, I have nothing good to say about this game. Other than one thing, we didn't turn a ball over. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I want. I do want to say one good thing about the game. Uh, I want to flip it over to the defense because that's the side of the game that you know you could kind of feel good about, especially in that first half. But uh, Ernest Hausman, man, how far along has this kid come from being a freshman starter at the beginning of the year, thrown into the fire, uh, gets starts, you know, kind of struggles, has to take a back seat. Now he's back in the starting lineup. I mean, he led the team in tackles in this game. He had a sack. I mean, he was – we saw his best game from him, and we saw what the future of this kid is going to be if he happens to stick around at Nebraska during a coaching change. But what a game by him. Uh, yeah, you, I'll, I'll, go I'll ahead. Can I chime in? Because I've been really critical of him. I mean, I would say I've been his biggest critic, and – yeah, I mean, you know, all those snaps earlier in the season, it does seem like he is being a lot more decisive. Um, he's definitely attacking it. I mean, you look at that. You know, you look at going into 2023, uh, which is really where we're at now. That inside backer spot still looks like that is becoming a real strength of this team. Um, you're going to get Henrik back. Reimer's obviously been one of our top two defenders all year. And this kid, I mean, you are stout there. Um, heading into 2023 at linebackers. So, yeah, uh, kudos him. And, and uh, you know, I'll, um, I'll, I'll even throw Hartzog into the equation. I thought he played a really good game. Um, Young kids, man. Young yeah, kids. Yeah, we've got these freshmen that are kind of showing up to play and all the power to them. Derek, anything to chime in on defense? Nah, they were okay. <laughs> they were I, mean, okay. it's, I mean, how many, Derek, you probably have this. What was their yards per carry, Michigan? It was, let me pull out my glasses here. 5.4, no, hold on. Is that I right? You can't be right. He's dyslexic, 4.5. No, it was oh. 5.4. Damn it. Damn it. I would have thought, I would have guessed it would have been higher. Because it certainly did, I mean, it did not seem like we ever held them to like a two-yard gain it seemed like they were getting six to seven yards a carry. no but I, there, there wasn't a lot of chunk plays. there, were, there mean, were chunk yeah th- we didn't get chunked on defense they ran the ball 49 times hey that's how yes. many plays that we had total isn't it uh, I think we had 49 yeah. it's not like the second time this year that we've been held 49 plays in a game it, it's just it's painful to even watch at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, before we completely check out on Nebraska, we got two more games to talk about. So let's just go ahead and get into Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin, 5-5 five and five on the year. They're 3-4 and four in Big Ten play. Uh, they have an interim head coach of their own and Jim Leonard, and he's gone 3-2. and two. Uh since uh, Paul Chris has been fired. Uh, Dad, talk about, let's start with the offense. Talk to us about Wisconsin, Wisconsin's offense. Well, I mean, it's a Wisconsin offense. I mean, I don't know if there were much else to say. Braylon Allen has over 1,000 yards of rushing so far this year. Um, Graham Mertz is playing like Graham Mertz, 58% completion percentage, 18 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Um that's better numbers than what we thought he was going to put up this year, right? For me, at least, it is. I mean, maybe. I mean, if you look at some of his last couple games, I mean, against last week he had 176 yards passing. The week prior, 77 yards. 
I mean, he he's playing like that. I mean, they they've got he, a good offensive line. They, they're going to run is, the ball. He has done, I think, exactly what you expect out of him, though. Like he has some really shitty games, and he has some games where it's like, man, he's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, he, he he looks good at times. He does. And it would not shock me one bit if he doesn't have his best game against Nebraska. They always do. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so so I guess that's kind of my thought. I mean, I know Derek Scottie got the rankings and the stats here, but the, I mean, from high level, that's what I see. I mean, th- there is no shocker. I mean, the shocker is, I guess, they don't have a tight end. Wisconsin's had tight ends for a while. They don't really seem to have one now uh, that dominates the way they're used to. Their offensive line's not quite as good as it usually is, but it's still really good. I mean... Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, the M.O. with Wisconsin. All right, Derek, uh, give us some more Wisconsin offense numbers here. Well, I mean, right now I think the only hope Nebraska has is that Graham Mertz does have a game like he did against Iowa. He had a terrible game, game against Iowa. 46% passing, 176 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, fumbled the ball twice, uh, was sacked, I think, four or five, uh, four times or uh, – I. I just don't know that Nebraska put that kind of pressure on him. Uh, as far as the rest of the stats go, guys, we it's been the same for the last four or five weeks. We don't we don't lead in very many stats, and the one stat we usually do lead in that is passing, and that has completely dropped off the chart since Casey Thompson's been gone. Yeah. But, but it, there is. I mean, not to jump this, but. There seems to be a lot of positive momentum with Casey Thompson playing on Saturday. We'll see. Even if he does come back, do you expect a really good game out of him after being out two weeks? Coming back first game? I'm not counting on Casey Thompson starting. Really? I'm not. Until, Until I hear otherwise, I assume he's not starting. Yeah. Just just because he's out there in practice, maybe he's throwing around. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like we Casey's need him to start, sick. but you, I'm you not want, buying it, into it yet. Here, here's a positive for you. We have the better punter. Hey. Well, I mean, let, I mean, I mean, let, I mean, if we're if we're going if we're going there, I guess let, let's just go. We have better special teams all around. I mean, Wisconsin's twelfth in the Big Ten in field goal percentage. They're twelfth in punt returns. They're twelfth in punting. Like this is a bad special teams unit, and they're deep. I mean, <laughs> they're the ahead. Nebraska of last year in special teams. Well, they, they, I don't know about that, but but the, <laughs> their defense, their defense isn't a Wisconsin defense this year. It's still pretty good. I mean, they're Man. they're they're seventh in the Big Ten in scoring defense. They're eighth in yards in the Big Ten. That's a that's by definition a very average Big Ten defense. And they just had the benefit of playing Iowa, which automatically boosts the stats of every defense. We might be in the top half of the Big Ten by the time we play Iowa. Like, I mean, it's pretty, it's so Tyler, they're, they're 14th in the nation in total defense. Yeah, 14th. there's a lot of Big Ten teams ahead of them. Well, I mean, there's a lot of good defensive teams, but well, I saying, wouldn't like, belittle I mean, Wisconsin by saying, you know, Seventh or eighth in total defense okay. when they're fourteenth in the nation. Okay, fine. The, then they are the worst defense we've played in a month. How about that stat? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't believe that. But Illinois has a better defense. Minnesota has a better defense. Uh, Michigan has a better defense. They're the worst defense we have left to play. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I get that. Way to be positive. I mean, I I understand that everyone in the Big Ten like has a good defense this year because the offenses are atrocious in the league. So yes, but like Michigan has a better. I mean, yeah, Michigan, Illinois, Minnesota are the top three defenses in the Big Ten. And Wisconsin is, and Iowa's fourth, Ohio State's fifth, Penn State's sixth, Wisconsin seventh. I mean. I, I mean, they're, I mean, they're fine. Did, Sounds like fucking well. garbage to me, huh, Derek? <laughs> we haven't done well against any of those defenses, that's for sure. Well, Casey Thompson. 
Come on down. <laughs> I, I will give you this. They, they are uh, slightly, when you think of a Wisconsin team, you think of a disciplined team. They are a little more highly penalized than you would expect out of a Wisconsin team. I'd, but maybe, you, but you, maybe that can come into play at some point. But. but you also do, you don't think of Wisconsin as the seventh best defense in the Big Ten. You think of them as top three. Like, yeah, but you don't think of Illinois as a top defense. Typically, you don't think of Minnesota as a top defense, and they are. And they and they've passed. I mean, I, again, they've passed what Wisconsin has. All right, so Tyler, how many points is Nebraska going to need to score to win this game? Then, so our defense has been playing better. I I, I think that Nebraska has a legit shot to win if we get to three touchdowns. I, I think the way our defense has been playing, I, I just don't see Wisconsin going in and putting up 30 on us. And so, you know, I'm not saying we're going to win if we get to three touchdowns, but I'm just saying, like, to me, that's that threshold. If we get to 20 points, th- this will be a one-possession game. Okay, but, I mean... All right. I mean, do you want me to tip my hand what I have Wisconsin scoring on Saturday? No, I, I mean, just want you to answer how many points we need to score to three, win the I said, game. I, said, I mean, I, I think if we get to three touchdowns, we're in a position to win this game. Okay. So 21. 21. 21. Okay. Because you said it could be a one possession game, but I didn't know if that was like, you know, it was the Scott Frost one possession side of things. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I mean, I think three touchdowns gets us in the position to win the game. Derek, what about you? 30 plus. 30 plus? Holy shit. You think Wisconsin's going to go bash it on us? Yeah. Why? Why do you feel that way? Just just because that's the way this year's gone? Because I think this defense is worn down after these last couple games. I don't think the offense is going to move the ball on them. I think this defense is just fed up and don't really give a shit anymore. I think Jalen or... Braylon Allen's going to have 400 yards rushing on us. I 400 yards? Well, so, wouldn't be so the first me... Wisconsin back to do that to us. So the, the thing with Wisconsin is they're a different team, home versus on the road. So at home, they are 4-2 and two this year. On the road, they are 1-3. and three. They have given up. They've only gotten under, they've gotten under 150 yards rushing on the, on the ground. And when we talked about the best defenses they played, they, they've done that. But that one of those road games was against Northwestern, which is not one of the better defenses in the Big Ten. One of those was against Michigan State, not one of the better defenses. So they've had some really easy road games to get things going on the on offensive side, and they still haven't delivered. So, I mean, I I just think that Wisconsin is a much different team home than on the road. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I but just... Let, but let's not forget our defense that we're so proud of from last game just gave up 412 yards. Well, I'm not proud of last game. I, I, I look back more on the Minnesota and Illinois game. I think last week was not impressive. So, I mean, <laughs> I... want to decide. Until we can start holding the ball for more than 24 minutes in a game, I just don't see anything changing. And all these three and outs and no first downs and not being able to drive down the field is going to wear this defense out by second quarter and it's going to get it's going to turn ugly. Yeah, I mean, God, I'm kind of in between both of you here. You know, I was thinking like 24 to 27 points is the is how much Nebraska needed to score to be able to put themselves in a position to win this game. Uh Derek, 30-plus, I mean, god dang, I, I, I hope it doesn't come to that. Because we're not hitting 30. <laughs> we're, we're not hitting 24-27 either. No. Or 21 for that matter, probably. Double digits is going to be tough, but... Uh, shit, sh- uh, before we get into score predictions, let's talk about senior day real quick. Maybe, just maybe, this gives them the team, the stadium, you know, some added, I don't know, something to play for. I'm, you know, 
bowl eligibility is is out of the window unless they qualify somehow being five and seven win the last two games seems like an extremely long shot at this point right but uh some of the players on senior day that mickey joseph said uh or that we found out today that are not walking uh which is a little bit of a surprise is receiver trey palmer and then garrett nelson uh, those are two guys that, you know, they they could walk. And a lot of people thought that Trey Palmer could go pro and would go pro. Uh, he hasn't had the best of games the last three games. Last three games, he's had a total of 50 yards receiving. Several drops over the last three games. Not looking good. So him coming back... Uh, between those, I'm going to ask you guys this here. Uh, between those two guys, you can only bring one guy back. Which one would you want to bring back, Derek? Mm. It's a tough question. Uh, I, I probably lean towards Garrett Nelson. I think he le- means a little bit more to the team as a whole. Uh, captain, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm scared of what this defense is going to be without O'Shawn Mathis, Caleb Tanner, and Garrett Nelson. Uh, but I'm, I'm afraid of what this offense is going to be without our best wide receiver, too. So, But if, if, if you're going to gun to my head, I would have to pick Garrett Nelson. Tyler, what about you? You can only bring one back, Garrett Nelson or Trey Palmer. Who who are you bringing back? You know, Garrett, Derek, all great points. I, you know, O'Shawn Mathis is still in the air, I guess. So that changes a little bit, but obviously Garrett Nelson is such an emotional leader of the team. Uh, you know, I think we've all mentioned one of our favorite Huskers, but I am going to give the edge to Trey Palmer. Um, I just think that there have been gaps in Trey Palmer's armor. Um, I would like to see what he can get out of another year under development. I, I think what he can do is, is that not really fair though. Because like he's been developed under Mickey his whole career, pretty much. Yeah, maybe. maybe you're fair, fair point. I, I guess I, I just think that like what he offers, like is so special. Like there, I have not seen a wide receiver, maybe in Nebraska, with the ability to get over the top like Trey Palmer. And you know, and right now, unfortunately, that seems like that's pretty much our only trick. Up our sleeve, but maybe with a different offense, you you add a little bit more kinks, and we're not so reliant on that, which actually inherently opens it up a little bit more for Trey Palmer to do that. Um, he's great when he gets the ball in his hands. I, I just, I I think that he has the ability to just impact the game more than Garrett Nelson does, and that that's why I'd give the edge. I mean, I I hope both come back. I mean, I I'm, I'm hoping this is a sign that both are coming back. I'm hoping this is because they both know who the next head coach is. And it's Urban fucking Meyer, and they are just thrilled <laughs> to play for him. Urban Meyer, gotta I, love I it. heard from I heard from a barber. Yeah, this is happening. There's barber shop rumors going on. I mean, if you can't trust the local barber, I mean, who can you trust? They know all. They know they all. all the secrets. Hell yeah! All right, right, right ooh, next, ooh. right, right next to the cab driver. <laughs> yeah, Justin, who would you take? Uh, oh, I'd take Garrett Nelson. I, 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 something something about Trey Palmer, man. I I don't know. These last three games have really cooled me off on him. Uh, you talked about the one trick. I mean, he, I, he's like a one-trick pony. It's like he can only run underneath the ball, run deep, get behind everybody, and he needs that special quarterback that can chunk the ball down there. And to do it, I don't think he uh, plays well in traffic. Uh, maybe that's why he's having all the drops. He just seems like he's afraid to hit or something. But I, I don't think I think he's look always looks to make a play. I think he's really good with the ball in his hands, and I think he is always focused on what he's going to do once he gets the ball in his hands. Well, whatever he's, I've I've cooled on him because he just keeps dropping these uh, easy balls. I mean, he's making terrible drops, uh, and you know. There's some plays in these past couple of games that we could have used those catches. But, uh, yeah, I'll I'll take Garrett Nelson for now. Uh, Let's go for score predictions. 
Uh, Tanner, let's start with you. Your score prediction for the Wisconsin-Nebraska game. Well, I, I, I am a believer. I think Casey Thompson is coming out in a Superman cape on Saturday. I think that he has been a trooper all year. I think he is going to be healthy enough to play. I, I'm not buying this road Wisconsin team. I got Nebraska with the victory, 24-21. 24-21. Wow. Impressive. Derek, your score prediction. I want to throw out there first off that I have completely checked out of this season, and the only fun topic is who our next head coach is going to be at this point. That's the real fun topics. Is that why your ears perked up when we when you heard Urban Meyer's name? Well, fuck yeah. <laughs> Especially if he's the guy. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I, I'm i not with you, Tyler. I don't think this will be a close game. Even if Casey Thompson plays, I think maybe Nebraska scores a little bit more than what I have predicted. But until I hear Casey Thompson's playing, I'm assuming we're not that he's not. Um, I, 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 don't, I, I think there's going to be a lot of three and outs. You can see a lot of punts from Nebraska. And I think we're going to struggle to stop Braylon Allen. Uh, I got I got Wisconsin winning thirty five to seven. Wow, thirty five seven. Okay. Uh, I also have Wisconsin winning this game, but I think it'll be a lot closer. Uh, Derek, I'm with you. I don't think Casey Thompson plays in this game, and that's why my score prediction is as follows. Uh, maybe if Casey Thompson were to play, I'd have a even closer, but I, I still don't think that our offense uh, is good enough uh, to beat Wisconsin. Uh, so uh, with that being said, I have uh, Wisconsin winning 23-10, and that's my score without Casey Thompson. Maybe 23-21 with Casey Thompson. But, yeah. Uh, after this, you know, we, well, we got two games left, guys, and the season will be over, and then we can really get into uh, head coaching search time. Uh, always fun times. I guess I'll leave you with this. I mean, since you guys think it's not happening, do you think we know a new head coach going into Iowa? Publicly? Like, I think it's announced before Iowa. No. No. So you heard I think it from it's here. If, when you hear the rumors fly around next Sunday... Or next Monday, that emergency press conference is going to happen. Oh, I mean, it's supposed that, to have happened the last three weeks. Yeah, the cousins are telling you it's bullshit. Go back to work. Quit looking at your phone. It's not happening. Put your phone away and be productive. God damn it! I, I tell you, I, I I'll leave you with this. Like I I do think about that. Like because sometimes I get really busy during the day, and I'm like, man, I haven't checked my phone in a few hours. What if? the coach just got it out. Like what would have happened? And I'm like, eh, don't need to worry about that. So I'm with you guys. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I don't, I'm not buying the Matt rule rumors. And I think he would be the only candidate that you'd hear an announcement before Friday. Yeah. Unless it's Urban Meyer, right? I'll tell you this much. I'm taking that day off of work. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have a, my Kia going down the road with a parade. <laughs> hey, are we gonna have an emergency podcast? Hell yeah! If Urban Meyer, yeah. I mean, we might need have an emergency for some of the college coeds, but you know what? Like, I'll, I'll go home sick from work. Be like, dude, I gotta go. <laughs> I got the shits. <laughs> And I got to do a a podcast from the bathroom, just so you know. Oh, God. (laughs) Live stream. The acoustics will be amazing. I can't wait for that one. Well, that's what my boss will know. I mean. (laughs) All right, let's uh, get to the games of the week here. Uh, Last week, Tyler, uh, you and me, we went four and two. And Derek, you know what? Your uh, big lead is dwindling now. You went two and four, so uh, I am in third place at thirty-seven and twenty-nine. Tyler, you, you are now in second place, forty-one and twenty-five. Me, but <laughs> third place sounds way better. 
And Derek, you are in first place at 43 and 23. So, well, uh, I'm glad to know that Tyler just handed me an easy, easy, easy take from him. Well, when, when, when the Huskers win, the last, the last ride of Mickey Joseph and the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, I'll be rooting for it. I, I hope I hope you're right. I just don't see it. All right. Number one game on our slate is number eight, USC. Two and a half point favorites at number 12, UCLA. Tyler. The, t- the toughest game of the weekend to predict. Um, and, and this one, you know, UCLA has been playing really well. Um, the, the difference in this game is Caleb Williams. I mean, that guy, I don't know if he's going to New York. I really feel like I've heard so little about the Heisman this year that maybe I don't know what's going on, but this guy deserves it. But more than anything, I am rooting for USC because I think that they are the best blocker from preventing a potential three SEC team playoff. So please, USC, keep on winning. Let's keep that thing in motion. Uh, but yeah, I got USC with a narrow, narrow victory. But what if USC is the one that blocks the Big Ten from getting two teams in? I, 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 I will sacrifice that of the risk of three SEC teams. <laughs> All right, Derek. Well, I, I disagree with you on the blocker because I think we'll talk about them in a little bit. Uh, however, uh, UCLA was playing really good for quite a while. They seem to have kind of tailed off a little bit here towards the end of the season. They playing, haven't been playing quite as good a ball. Uh, USC, I, I, I think they're the better team. Uh, UCLA has no home field advantage considering 50 people show up to their games. Uh, I, I got USC winning. USC? Hey, everybody raise your hand if you lost money on UCLA last weekend. Just me? Damn it. Uh, and because of that is why I'm taking USC. <laughs> Damn UCLA. Uh, okay. Number 13, Utah at number six, Oregon. Oregon is three-point favorites. Tyler. Yeah, a- a- another really tough game. Uh, that that was a brutal loss last week for Oregon. I mean, they had a lot of things in front of them. Um, you know, Utah struggled early, but they've been playing really good football as of late. I, I got the Utes with the victory. Nice. Derek. Uh, here, here's what, another one I'm going to take from you, Tyler. I, I, I think Oregon comes in a little pissed off after losing that game. They're at home. Uh, I, I think they're a little bit better of a team than Utah yet. So I, I got your Oregon winning. All right, stop me when you've heard this before. Raise your hand if you <laughs> lost money on Oregon last week. Just me? <laughs> Damn it. This is why I hate Pac-12 football. Hate Pac-12 football. Uh, give me Utah. You know, Justin, I, I had my worst Saturday of the year, and I have not It was not you. as bad as mine. <laughs> I, think I promise it was not as bad as mine. My whole football season's been bad, so. I mean, I, I went 2-7 and seven last weekend. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> you, <laughs> well, stay out of whatever conference you're betting, then. Big Ten. No more Big Ten bets for me, those son of bitches. Oh, my God. Shoot, Derek, I didn't even write down. You had Oregon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who did you, who'd you have? You, I'm taking Utah. <laughs> hey, you're not going to burn me twice. <laughs> Do not burn me twice. Okay, here we go. Uh, we're going to bring it to the Big Ten. So, Tyler, this is going to be a loss for you, obviously. But Iowa at Minnesota. Minnesota is three-point favorites. Tyler. Well, I, I mean, Iowa's been playing a lot better football late. They've, they've definitely turned a corner. Um, you know, Minnesota right now, I, I don't know really what to make of that team. I, I don't know if Tanner Morgan's playing. It is I don't know where his health status is right now. I don't know if that actually matters. But I think with the way Iowa's defense is playing I and the fact they've gotten a little bit of running game going, even though it didn't show up against Wisconsin, I, I'm going to go Iowa. Iowa, okay. Derek? Uh, wow, we're going to disagree again because here's the thing. Minnesota isn't going to throw the ball. They're going to run the ball at Mo Ibrahim. He doesn't fumble. So I'm not seeing where Iowa's going to score because they're not going to get a defensive touchdown, I don't think. 
Uh, they, they're not going to score on this defense. This defense is too good. Uh, I, I, it's a very low-scoring game, I believe. But I think Minnesota pulls out a win at home. Over-under on this game. Isn't this the lowest under? Isn't it 32? It's, it's, a, it's 32.5. And I was going to say that. I was like, you know, I mean, it seems like every time you talk about Iowa football and the opponent that they're going to play, it's like, have you ever seen a total this low? You know, last 32. week it was 35 points. 32 and a half for this game. And I would probably still lean towards the under. I can't. You can't bet that, though. You can't bet it. No. But I would probably still lean towards it. Yeah, that is, this is just insane. 32 and a half. There's uh, no path of a score, team scoring 20. Right? I mean, there's just no scenario where a team hits 20 points that in this game. I... I don't know. I mean, unless somehow Iowa does score some defensive touchdowns or special teams touchdowns, or Minnesota does because Pietras yeah. played like Pietras last weekend. He's I mean, back. I tell you what. When I, when I look at this game, and you know, we've mentioned this uh, last week when we were talking about this is uh, this Iowa. is that boring Big Ten football that we all dreaded coming to the Big Ten yeah. 10 years ago, 12 years ago, whatever, however many years ago it was. But Iowa's been trending up. They are playing better football over the last three weeks. They're starting to look like the Iowa a little bit that we thought we yeah. were going to see, except Not their really. offense still sucks. But yeah, I mean, but they're, they're, they're getting the ugly wins that we figured that they would get earlier. 147 yards against Wisconsin. Yeah. And they're playing a better defense in Minnesota this week. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm taking Minnesota in this game just barely. I mean, I'm just giving them the home field advantage. Oh, this could be like a nine to six game. I think oh, it could be. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to a game where I think there's going to be a little bit more offense. I say that after TCU's shit show last week, but uh, number four TCU two and a half point favorites at Baylor. Tyler. So. I credit Derek having the victory, the lead on me right now to the fact that I have faded TCU in every game we have picked of TCU this year. And I have picked Baylor in every one of Baylor's losses that we have picked this year. And you know what? I'm doing it again. (laughs) Give me Baylor. They're going to do it. I'm going Baylor with the upset victory. Wow. Uh, Derek, you and that damn Aranda. I mean, Dave Aranda. I, I, I don't. I, you have this fascination with him. You think he's going to be able to beat this team? And I, I you know what? I, I did it last week too. I think all three of us did it last week. We all thought Texas was going to beat TCU, and yeah. I, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. TCU is the better team, and they're going it, to. It'll be a close game. I, I don't think it'll be. <laughs> blowout by any stretch of imagination, but TCU will pull out this win. Yeah. uh, Unfortunately, this game's at 11 o'clock in Waco. Uh, I thought about, my buddy asked me if uh, I wanted to go. It's like, it's at 11 o'clock and I got to watch Nebraska lose to Wisconsin. Uh, But this is very tempting. Uh, It hurts me. It really hurts me. I'm not crying. I hear I'm choking on something actually. Uh, but I think TCU is going to get the win here, just barely. Uh, last week, when Baylor played Kansas State and they were unable to score any points against Kansas State, that was kind of a wake-up call for me. I was like, shit, man. Uh, TCU, seven-point underdogs against Texas, and they got it done. They They beat Texas by seven. Low-scoring affair, but uh, TCU is the real deal. They are a legitimate four, uh, uh, number four-ranked team in the nation. So give me TCU. Okay, let's uh, talk about Bedlam because this game is going away. We'll never see it ever again. So we're going to do Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. Oklahoma seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Tyler. we got a couple more years, don't yeah, we? we got, it's not done yet. Is this not the last year? No. No. We've got at least one more year. I think two more years, actually. Two more years. They don't don't go to the SEC, I think, until 2025. They go the year after USC and UCLA come here. But regardless of which, man, this is is another tough game. 
Oklahoma State. What the hell happened to Oklahoma State? I thought they had a shot at a playoff berth about a month ago, and they have just fallen off a cliff. Oklahoma, man, I would love to see them miss a bowl game. I just think Oklahoma State's playing such bad football right now. I just, I don't think they can win against anyone. Uh, So I'm going to go Oklahoma. I'm going to go with Vegas on this one. Derek. Well, Tyler, we can finally agree, at least. Uh, big I, week for us. Uh, yeah, this is a very big week. Uh, I, I, I'm I, with you. I, Oklahoma State, I don't know what happened. I don't know if they've been plagued with injuries. I, I don't follow Oklahoma State enough to know. But they have dropped off the charts. And Oklahoma has played the same 500 ball they've played all year. I, I it, This is probably the least amount this game has ever amounted to for either of these teams. But I, I gotta go Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm taking Oklahoma. I thought when this game popped up in our top five games of the week, I thought it had like meaningful. It's like there's a reason why <laughs> this game. Uh, okay, so they're going to still play this game, huh? Well, shit. Well, it was a close point. Well, tickle me timbers. There wasn't a, lot, there wasn't a ton of great, great games Horrible this week. week in a football. Yeah. Get your turkeys ready. Get them ready. All it'd, be right. a good go- it'd be a good golfing weekend if there was good Who'd weather. Would you pick, Justin? I'm taking Oklahoma. Oklahoma State is just a shit so, show. So it's, that's the one we all agreed on, so that means Oklahoma State. Oh, yeah, State. Oklahoma State's winning. And yeah. Jeff Gundy, he's going to be back in the uh, the coming big again? red picture, right? Jeff, come again? Mike, you mean Mike Gundy? What did I say? Jeff Gundy? Who the fuck is Jeff Gundy? Yeah, <laughs> 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 no, Mike Gundy. The man. Uh, is he 40 yet? <laughs> God. He was younger than me when he made that statement. Yikes. Anyway, let's get out of here. Okay. Uh, it's been a fun time. Uh, let's hope Nebraska pulls it off. Even if Tyler gets the win in this one, but that's okay. Uh, let me I'll, see I'll take it because he's going to lose the rest of them anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuscast on Twitter, at Husker Cuscast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes. Anyway, get your podcast. Hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to rate and view. Derek and Tyler. We want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, go figure. Whose fart was that? Who did that? God dang. Is that Tyler or was that you? Tyler, he farts and walks away. Oh, God. Oh. Yes, Tyler, everybody heard that.